I'm going to take you to a place far from here. No one will see us. Watch the pain as it disappears. No time for anger, no time for despair. When you come with me, there's room for us there. This innocent beauty, my worth can't describe. The rebirth of purity brings a sullen tear to your eyes. No time for anger, no time for despair. Please let me take you, because I'm already there. The music of testament, the song, Return to Serenity. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, uncut. The greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Oops, it's that time again. That's right, it's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Lunderman, and with me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Pablo Rojo, for one of the final times. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting, we're, we're counting down, man. I, after the last few episodes, you've uh, gotten into everybody's heads that, that uh, you know, the last days of uh, Pablo are among us. The last days of Pablo <laughs> Rojo come to an end. I think December 15 is where we usually do the last show of the year, and then we go in and hiatus. He's been, like I said in the past, I can't say enough about him. Very yeah. good. He's been very good to me. I can't. I can't complain. But like all good things, you know, they have an ending, and you know, it's to the point where Link and Power Rojo they have become one and the same, and I don't really want that. I understand. I you know, because he was he meant you know something to me, and it was good. Hey man, that's it. hey, do what you got to do, man. If something you feel is right, something you got to go with. Go ahead. It but is folks, done. I feel sorry for Jay having to do We are going show. to be talking about a brand. New trailer that was just released uh, last week, and yes, it's for a movie that us here at Tales from the Abyss, we are foaming at the mouth to go see. And with that, I'm going to pass it on over to you, my friend. Why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about? (laughs) We're talking about the most anticipated trailer of the year, movie trailer of the year, uh, Halloween Ends. And Jay... You said we can't wait to go see it. Are you saying that this one is official, that we have to go to the movie theater to watch it? Yeah, uh, man, we got to. It's Halloween Ends. It's the end of the trilogy. Um, you know, we'll talk about the trailer here in just a second, but by what I've seen, it's got me pumped, being big-time pumped. Um, I know I said last year, got to go to the theater to see Halloween Kills, but, you know, my lazy ass... Sat on the couch with everybody else and watched the opening night on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I mean that's how I watched it. Uh, now it's on HBO Max. Yeah, well I had I, I went out and bought the Blu-ray. So. So you got the special edition, added footage, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've got the extended version. And um. Well, Jake, you know the. Uh, Oh my God! It's uh, you remember when we when we were talking about how I saw the future of this panning down? Yeah. Man, I see her in that room calling him out. It's gonna be the the. Let's go. Oh, there she is. The Thriller in Haddonfield. Oh, Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, the end of the saga. Ah. Uh. Just the tale into the music, man. They, you know, gets me pumped. The tale of the tape, Jay. We got a paranoid, schizophrenic, 
Doomsday Prepper, Laurie Strode against the, the Boogeyman, the Psychopath, the Pride of Haddonfield, the man that can get a butcher knife and do wonders with it. October 14th is when it all goes down. Yeah, I mean, you know what was cool? Did you notice, too, in the trailer that, you know, uh, Jamie Lee was wearing, like, the same type shirt that she wore in the original? In the original. Yep, yeah. and her hair. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like her from the original, but older, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of. Well, my understanding, Halloween Ends is going to take place something like three or four years after Halloween Kills. That is so, right. So, but we uh, don't. The trailer doesn't let us know if her daughter is dead. We know her granddaughter is alive. Oh, the trailer just builds up Lori versus Michael. And that's, and that's it. All, that's it. That's, that's what basically what all that's about. And, and I get it, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's got to be more there. But you got to think about Halloween Kills. I mean, there's a lot of people that died. So um, a lot of characters um, that were introduced in the movie and then, you know, then they were killed off. And then you had a couple others that were known characters that were killed off as well. So... Uh, Halloween ends, man. I'm kind of, uh, I'm assuming the movie is going to be Lori and her granddaughter living somewhere. I don't think they left the area, don't you think? I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, it seems like to me they may be going to another setting. Let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. the, I think the first. The first one, the first Halloween by David Gordon Green, 2018, was filmed, I believe, in, was it filmed in Wilmington, kind of like Scream was? Yeah, it was filmed in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm not sure about Halloween Kills, but I know most of Halloween Ends was filmed in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. So... I think it's going to be, it may be a different setting. Is it fair to say that Kyle, Kyle uh, Richards, uh, Lindsay Wallens, she's a gunner on this one? Yeah, I think she's done. I mean, it can't be that, that she survived this one, too. I think the. But, that's, uh, you know what I'm thinking about? I don't think so. I think they're setting it up for a big kill on the on the opening of the of the next one, and she would make some, it would make sense. It would, but so would the granddaughter. Wouldn't that be a shocker? If the granddaughter goes? Yeah. No, I don't think they're going to get uh, um, the granddaughter going because um, they need Allison for the next one. Cause they're yeah, gonna well, I'm them. thinking that Allison lives and Lori doesn't, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, because you need you need uh you need the granddaughter for the rebirth, and I, I guess maybe we're dealing with an evil spirit that goes into somebody else's body. So we can do another 30 years of this? Man. Uh, it won't sit well with me if they go down their route. Well, I mean, characters like these have been around forever. You know, Jason, Freddy Krueger. Um, but the fact that they Chucky, make this specific Chucky. killer uh, a human that is loony and they put him in the loony bin and he's been in there trapped for years and now he gets away and he goes on a killing spree. The fact that they go through all that, you know, like we know uh, Jason Voorhees is a, a psychopathic uh, zombie killing machine that doesn't die. Freddy Krueger is the same. He's an evil spirit that can go in people's dreams. And when he comes out of them, he's still dangerous and he just travels to dreams. And this is the only one of those boogeymans. And uh, well, I guess Leatherface, too. But 
good riddance to Leatherface after that shit that Netflix put us through. So they got us all excited. What a way to start off the year, too, man. Damn, we get, <laughs> we get a shitty Texas Chainsaw. At least they're going to shut the year down good. 2022 with, with Halloween, uh, Halloween ends. Now, Halloween ends is going to be great, man. And I'm, I'm super excited. Um, do you think we're going to get some more, like, original characters come back, kind of like what we had in Halloween Kills? There ain't too many left, bro. There ain't too uh, many well, left. Well, that's true, too, I guess. There ain't too many left. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, what's his name? The police officer is going to die on this one. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, that's all I can think. Uh, I mean, Lindsey Wallace. He, uh, you got a good point about, um, original characters. That now I'm thinking about it. They're all gone. Every single one of them. They're all gone, man. They're all dead. I yeah. mean, Tommy you Doyle. You can't go back and pull characters from Halloween too because they've already retconned that that out of the series. Yeah, I mean Tommy Doyle, he uh, he's a gunner, you know. Evil dies tonight, and he did too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you get when you scream some lame shit like that. Big shout out to uh, rest in peace to Big John and <laughs> Little John. Hey, my wife and I went back and watched Halloween Kills on about two weeks ago. Uh huh. And. Uh, the the characters of Big John and Little John, I like them more now. Than yeah, I man, I like them. You know, I thought I, they were funny. I saw a meme the other day. Uh, Michael McDonald's is the only character in all of uh, the history of movie that's been killed by two Michael Myers. Oh yeah, and one of the spies who uh, I don't know if it was the spy that, that shagged me or or the one before that, the Austin Power, one of the Austin Power movies, he was killed by Mike Myers, and then he was killed by Mike Myers and by Michael Myers and now. Uh, <laughs> and Halloween. I say I thought that was funny, but yeah, Jay. Um, I mean, this thing is boiling down to. I think you know. Remember when I was doing my uh, my prediction of what the next one looks like? Yeah, and that's what the trailer reminded me of. What I was coming up with that one big showdown in that room. Well, you called it, my friend. And somebody doesn't walk out of there, or both. I know, but I, mean, I think it's, the, the, it, it, it's kind of like I'm excited to see it, but I'm sad. Yeah, me too, me too, me <laughs> yeah, too. I'm, I mean, I'm eager to see it, but I know that it's going to come to an end, and I know that maybe when it gets rebooted again, it's not going to be rebooted in a way that I'm going to be crazy about it. And uh, you know, but they're doing the Blumhouse is is looking forward to doing some great things with this, so maybe they will take it in the right direction. I just think that with today's computer technology. And graphics and all of this, I think it's the time is right for the Shamrock uh, Corporation to have a a, a new say so in movie history. <laughs> like now, happy, you, happy Halloween! Yeah, Halloween. like now you can really have that melted into somebody's face. It's gonna be on a hip hop song. Like, yeah. like happy, happy Halloween! <laughs> oh man, you can have your rap music. <laughs> no, I think that's the way that it's gonna it's gonna be the next one. It's gonna be a different scene, but uh, I definitely believe that with the new computer and everything, the new com computer uh, graphics and and everything that they can throw at you right now, it would be just killer to do the special effects and everything. Yeah. So maybe the next one, the next installment, is gonna go down that road. I hope they do. You know, it's Halloween's just been this great case of nostalgia and 
something updated, kind of being blended. And, you know, Halloween 2018 really kind of started a trend. And uh, that that's why the remake, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, failed. Because if you go back and watch it, which I have not, because I refuse, I refuse to watch shit twice. In my no, I don't, I don't want that. That's but like, I do remember watching it the one time I did see it, like how similar it was to Halloween 2018. And then they brought back Sally Hardesty when that char- and then wasted that character. It's completely wasted that character. Wasted. Uh, yeah, stupid. But, um, but you know, David Golden Green and Danny McBride and their other producers and writers, they... It put together something really solid, and it made it even more special because John Carpenter's been behind it, um, too, with doing the music and has had some input on creativity. So yep. that's awesome. And it, I think, though, the one thing that I remember being disappointed with with Halloween 2018 was you got to think it was 20 years exactly after H2O came out, mm-hmm. came out in 1998. And back then, that was promoted as like Laurie Strode's Returned. And you know, I, I saw that movie opening night with a bunch of friends, I remember. And it was cool seeing Laurie back. And because of H2O, though, it kind of took away some of, of the shine of Laurie returning. Because at first, I was kind of like... <laughs> We've already seen that. <laughs> but how uh, they brought everything together and tied it with the original and kind of threw away the rest of the series, which is cool to me because now you can go back and look at the whole franchise and you can section it down and kind of create your own series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, now you, you, you basically, you're in control how you want to you want this to go, hardcore fans, you know? Right, absolutely. So... And to have a true, true sequel to the original um, was awesome. Like How now, the way that I see four and five, I see as as, as like when you used to go to the comic book store and buy a, a one shot. Uh-huh. Like for me, those one shot stories, like one good horror movie that you shouldn't give it that much thought about. Right. Any continuity. Yep. That's how I look at those. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. And, Hey, by the way, um, why are people hating on Halloween Kills so bad? I no idea. I think I know better to do. I'm just saying, uh, I mean, what was wrong with it? <laughs> with, with Halloween Kills? Yeah. Well, they're going to hate on this, just like they're going to hate on this one. They, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was a, a very, good, uh, very good horror movie. Took place Actually, on Halloween one. Kills is better once you see it a few times. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, you know, the hardcore fans, they're going to pick on anything. You know, I've heard people that pick on the fact that uh, Laurie Strode uh, doesn't have her, her children around. We don't know nothing what happened to her two kids, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are going to pick on anything. Any, any, any single thing that they can do to uh, to create a problem. And, and, and then again, you know, they're fans. They're entitled to their opinion and to their... Their hatred. They hate it because they watched it. And they watched it because they were interested. And if that's what keeps you happy, so be it. You and me, we're going to watch it to enjoy it. So for (laughs) us, it's a different experience. But for some people, yeah, they go down that road. They enjoy that kind of shit. Well, I was just wondering because, you know, after rewatching it just two weeks ago, I thought the movie did great fan service for everybody. You you brought in some older characters a little bit. Uh, 
I'm going to be honest, though. I was not a huge fan of the Tommy Doyle character. Ah, Tommy Doyle, he just talked so much, and then he uh, <laughs> fell flat. Well, when he, you know, when he bought it there in the end, I, I kind of didn't mind that one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I get Halloween Kills is trying to do this whole lynch mob mentality and how everybody's going crazy because Michael's back and all this stuff. But, yeah, you know, the, the whole, maybe, you know, Tommy Doyle was not just taking it to the next level, but he was scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> Absolutely. Big shout out to uh, Tommy Doyle. He took it. He took it like a man. He went down like a war hero. He just took it the way that he should have taken it. I thought he had him. I thought he was gonna put Michael in some kind of a stretcher with the rest of that mob, and that was gonna be it. Like the movie was gonna end for the moment being with just Michael opening his eyes in the back of a uh, an ambulance. <laughs> But well, he, he got a second win, and he was just... He went to town, and then, unfortunately, Lori's do- daughter was standing in the wrong place. And that's how the movie ended. You At know? the wrong so. time, yeah. So we don't know if she's in the hospital agonizing, because Michael usually doesn't le- let them with life. I mean, if he stabbed her, if he left her alive, I don't really see what was the point of it. There must be something if he left her alive, if she made it. I don't think she made it. I don't think she made it. I think it's going to be the granddaughter and the daughter and the the mother's going to be traumatized. The daughter's going to be traumatized and they're going to be doing their, they're going to be trying to hunt him down instead of. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think um, the daughter made it. However, um, what was her name? Karen? Yes. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, I don't think Karen makes it. And I think we find that out pretty early in the movie. Of Halloween ends. Oh, absolutely! As soon as that thing starts, you're going to see the the. Maybe they're going to be daughter and and a granddaughter and mother in front of a graveyard. Yeah. Pledging revenge. Hey, does Doctor Loomis make another appearance in Halloween ends? No, no, no. You don't think so? I mean, it's the last one. Supposedly the last one, but no, this the last one of the original, you know, series. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last one, but uh. Well, yeah, I mean, it may it may happen. I mean, they may go to a flashback with something else that we don't know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, you may be right. It may. I mean, I hope he does. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought. Uh, I, they, I thought the fact that they did it with our computer, a computer, uh, some kind of computer generating mm-hmm. sequences. Yep. You know, they got a lot of computer generating things. The other day, and I'm not going to say names so they don't think the show is political in here, but a very important person in the United States of America was showcased on TV as a hologram. Why? I don't know. What? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. A, A very important person, a person with a very high position, and this, I don't care what political party anybody's from, but a person with a very high up, political power in the United States of America, and I mean very high, was shown as a hologram on television. Really? Why? I don't know. It must have an explanation, but that was a hologram. You could see it in the mouth when it was moving and stuff. Why they did it, I don't know. Maybe the person uh, 
had COVID recently and maybe the person is coughing a lot or is not very healthy and they had to do that because the security of a nation does require you to have that one specific person healthy and making decisions. Whatever the decisions come as part of a big group of people making it with that person or not. But hey, to each his own. But I'm just saying with computer stuff, I'm glad that the, the Dr. Loomis character in Halloween uh, Kills was done with somebody using special prosthetics and stuff. And it was very well done. And I hope he does make an appearance now that I think about it, Jay. Yeah, I think I think he does. And uh, like I said, like we talked about, Lindsay will also be back, I think, some way or form. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely the most anticipated movie from the you know rest of this year that I'm looking forward to. I'm expecting that movie, that specific movie. This specific movie that we're discussing, that the trailer, just the trailer alone, is giving us a a, a a podcast episode. But that one, we're expecting also to see if the uh, psychopathic clown in uh, in uh, Terrifier, that that's gonna be uh, another one, part two. <laughs> Art the clown. Art the clown. We're expecting that one, the next one, to be uh, to be a hit. Let me see. I don't oh, know what, man. The first Terrifier is a creepy ass movie. I know you're not a big fan. I am, but you're, I don't think you're a big fan. It's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it's real creepy. Uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting that to be a, uh, another, another hit. I don't know what else they have out there in horror. But as far as the slasher goes, those are the two that are out there because horror is taking a very much of a psychological approach now in, in in the good old US of A and around the world I like psychological stuff sometimes I sometimes, can't yeah, I, they do it well I, 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 I can't do it all the time I watched one in, in HBO the other night that it was about this lady she lives by a lake her husband had committed suicide and She's a writer. She was going to traumatic experience from it, but it wasn't very memorable when it was over. I don't remember the name. I'm trying to think of anything I watched recently. I'm a, I had my son all week last week, or most of the week. Um, so we saw like some new animated movie, Legends of, of the Paws or something like that. It's oh, like a Kung Fu Kids movie. Okay. I mean, it was pretty interesting. How about the one thing that we came in here for besides the horror? What's that now? Ric Flair's last match. I watched it. You watched it. You watched the whole thing. I, I watched the whole thing. A lot of matches. They were brought in there just to make it a car, a wrestling car. I mean, they brought. I thought it was cool because of a few things. One, it was cross promotional, so you got different. Um, different wrestlers from different promotions. Yeah. He had wrestlers from Game Changer Wrestler. He had wrestlers from Ring of Honor, wrestlers from Impact Wrestling, that, stuff like that. So you got to see a bit of the, you know, we had wrestlers from AEW in there too. Yeah, also from WWE because uh, Jeff Jarrett works for the WWE. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's in the main event. So. Yeah, and uh, Undertaker, who works for the WWE as a legend, he was mm -hmm. in the crowd. Yeah, he was in the crowd with uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yeah. The only one that I wasn't there was Shawn Michaels. No, uh, Mick Foley was Mick there. Mick Foley yeah. was there, yeah. Yeah, it was so, interesting. Kid Rock. Kid Rock, yeah. 
though it was cool because I, I like the whole cross promotional thing. You got to see different wrestlers that you've heard, maybe have heard about or, or never seen. Yeah. So cool. I like that aspect of it. You know, you, like Brian Pillman Jr. Mm-hmm. I've seen him wrestle. Yeah, very good wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was in the tag team with Brock Anderson, who's Owen Anderson's kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I'd seen Brock Anderson. Jeez, um, who else? Uh, Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express wrestled with his son, Kerry. Uh-huh. Ricky Morton lasted two minutes, which is understandably. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so, know. Maybe he chose it to be that way because he can still go. I've seen him yeah. wrestle. Yeah, recently. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that. It was cool. I mean, uh, Nick Gage came out from Game Changer Wrestling oh, in Lord. one of the first matches. And, I, I know who Nick Gage is, um, but uh, as far as the main event itself, it actually was not that bad, as people probably have said, because of the wrestlers involved. Right. Uh, yeah. Rick Flair. He's what seventy three, seventy four years old. I mean, I've seen, I've seen him at both ages. So I don't know which, but. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he can't go out there long. No, but he's a veteran. He can still when he's out there, he can steal this guy's that and make it look like, like he yeah. knows, like he can still go. You know, I know they that based on the big surgery and the scar that he that he has, he had to wear that shirt on. Right, which is understandable, and I get it. Yeah. But and plus, he's seventy four years old. I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, his tag team partner—I forget the guy's name—but he's his real life son-in-law. Yeah, Andrade. Andrade. Yeah, yeah. He he recently married Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was you know Rick's tag team partner. They were going against um, Jay Lethal, who I'd seen before. He's been around for a while. He's a great wrestler. Yeah, really good wrestler. And his partner was Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And I can tell you now, Jarrett can still go. Oh, yeah. And he was working that crowd, man. He got into a few um, a few little, you know, altercations with some crowd members. Yeah, so Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, was, great guy. So what else? Jeff Jarrett, a great guy, man. For somebody who has, has had that much power and, and very famous person, like I've talked to him like human to human, and he's always treated me very kindly when he's talked to me and when I've spent time around him. Very, very good man. Yeah, I recently watched um, Jeff Jarrett's on one of the newer episodes of uh, the Broken Skull Sessions on WWE Network. Oh, really? One of the recent ones? Yeah, it, it's really good. Wow. Yep, yep. Speaking of WWE, <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Mac, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's a legend. I mean, I don't I don't you know the whole thing. The whole thing in that in that situation is that a, a grown ass man might have used funds from the company to. Yeah, but uh, it's his company. I don't understand. <laughs> no, no. When you know when you get that big, you have a lot of people. Even he and he has a lot. Even the butcher from uh, from Moscow that 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 blood serves the uh, men that that runs uh, Russia. Even he has to answer to somebody. Right. Yeah, when he dies, I guess he has to answer to God. But before that, uh, he has to answer to somebody inside that country. Maybe he's keeping the right people well fed with money and they're looking the other way while he does his atrocities in Ukraine. Right. But, uh, yeah, Benny Mac, uh, Vince McMahon, he has to answer to someone if he's he's he went public with that company. And that's a very serious thing. So other than that, it's just a bunch of fan fan people talking about somebody's sex life. That's why I don't even bother talking about it because I mean, what he got, 
he got a few girls and he messed around with some girls and I don't know, maybe he gave him money to be quiet or whatever. If he sexually assaulted him, then that's a whole different thing. But if he was just messing with his empl employees and, and is in a way that, 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 you know, I think a boss shouldn't be messing around with your employee because then, you know, the employee may feel uncomfortable, doesn't have a way to, uh, it's just not a very good thing, you know, but that's still something that unless it was forced, he forced himself, I'm not going to give an opinion on it, but that's what, that's the reason why he's not in there as the head honcho of the company, because they believe that he took funds to cover up some of his stuff and pay people to go away. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I don't, in a public company, you can, of, in a you public know, company, you cannot do that. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, or look highly upon any individual that feels the need to cheat on their spouse. Yeah, but I, I, you know, the the Miss 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 Linda is an older woman who probably lives a more uh, normal life than him. He's been out there every night. Yeah, you know, on the road and stuff, and I guess he's got his own. So you know, that's between him and her, and they for for what is being said to the public that they've been separated or divorced or whatever for a very long time. Yeah, more likely separated because I think they're both very, separated. Very yeah. strict Catholics. I don't think they believe in that whole. But yeah, that's 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 crazy. But the guy did make did history in this country, man. Andrew the Giant Hulk Hogan. Take Can him. you imagine, like, what if what would wrestling be like unless without him came in in the early '80s and started taking over? Without him, it would just probably still be regional, regional, small comes and goes. Uh, only the 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 few of them would have been able to survive, and they still it wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been a billion dollar industry. So you still think it would be as popular as it became? It would. I mean, it would uh, it would be popular, but it would have probably been still be that taboo ordeal that people don't look upon it as uh, that's that's your nephew, uh, uh, Brutus crying. If you can come to the mic, because I brought him inside because Jay Jay was ready to record today, and I got to work on Jay's on Jay's schedule. Um, yeah, I think it would have still been a, a, a popular, but it would have been like like. Like that thing that that your parents would tell you not to watch, or or for young kids, or you know, it wouldn't have been a mainstream. It would still be something like, "Ooh, that's disgusting. That's poor. That people hurt each other, hurt each other, and blah 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 blah." Yeah, yeah. Now it's more, you know, WrestleMania is like a trip to Disneyland. You go in, you buy a T-shirt, you buy memorabilia, you get to see that excess, that museum thing that they put up where you see all kinds of collectibles. Yeah, you know what this guy did is incredible. <laughs> the way he commercializes. Oh, I, I'm not knocking anything against me, man. Dude, help me. I, I grew up all in it, man. Yeah, yes. man. Andre the Giant yeah. and Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania three. That guy just took over the the, the, the world pro wrestling. WrestleMania three was the WrestleMania that got me into wrestling, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I was always a fan yeah. of the other people more because the other people were more realistic. The, uh, well, I NWA. mean, I also grew up with NWA, Jim Crockett. Yeah, that was my thing. Because I, I really liked it because, um, I mean, I, I lived in Macon, and they came to the Macon Coliseum all the time. And my dad would take me, and a lot of times we were on Saturday nights, you know. They'd go from 7 p.m. till midnight. Yeah, they would go. They would go. So for me, the other guys, even when, when the Road Warriors came to the WWE, you know, there was like a watered-down version of the Road Warriors. Demolition, yeah. No, no, no. Demolition was their own team. 
That was Axe and Smash. The Road Warriors were the Road Warriors. They were the Legion of Doom in the WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they were were no longer with that black outfit. They were now red with the spikes. You know, it was more commercialized. Even though they would still get a pop from the people, the people still went crazy for the Road Warriors. But when they were in that old NWA with Paul Erling, it was, like, scary. Well, Vince McMahon had the balls to put polka dots on Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, they say he did that on purpose to 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 get back at Dusty, and Dusty still made it work. Yeah, he Cause, did. Because Dusty I was, was a fan. A, yeah, because Dusty was a badass. <laughs> the son Ooh, of sweet Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Sapphire. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, Ric Flair retired. Ric Flair, legend, legend in the microphone. His matches were uh, with Ronnie Garvin are some of my favorite wrestling matches of all time. Chi-Town Heat when they wrestle each other at Starcade in Chicago in a cage. That was yeah, so good, my, man. My favorite. Oh, oh my god, the Ron Garvin feud. Didn't that happen? Didn't Garvin win the title from Flair at one point? Huh? That was me throwing something to my cat that won't be able to hurt him. Huh? Uh, yeah, Garvin. Garvin won the belt from Flair, and he held the belt for a brief time. They said that it was in. He was the most unpopular uh, champion in the NWA. I used to love watching Ronnie Garvin every Saturday night on, on Superstation TBS at 6.05. And he would wrestle and he would do that stump where he would stump your entire body in a circle on the floor after he punched you. The uh, He gave you that uh, that power punch that he would do. And people, the fans in Georgia would scream, let's go, Ronnie, let's go, let's go, Ronnie, let's go. And it would be like... It would be crazy in that in that TV studio, but but that was a brief a brief uh, uh, time in which he became a champion. They said the championship uh, was supposed to go to. Uh, we were just talking about him from the from the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton, but something didn't pan out, or Ricky wasn't interested, or some something happened. I don't remember. I I don't like the whole stuff behind the curtain. I like what happens in front of it. But yeah, the whole feud with, with Ronnie Garvin, the matches were incredible. Love each and every one of them until Flair beat him for the belt. And then Garvin, I think after a while, he went away. He went to WWE where he feud with uh, with Greg yeah, the Hammer Ballantyne. Yeah, with Greg the Hammer Ballantyne. But Rick Flair. Now, uh, yeah, you're talking about Flair memories. My favorite Flair memory. I have a couple of, I have several, of course. But if you want to know the definition of wrestling, watch the trilogy of matches between Flair and Ricky Steamboat in 1989. Those were those amazing. those were just fantastic, and they say the they say the third match is the best of the three. But I mean, they're all three of them are good. They're all great. All good. All good. All good. Uh, and, and I the remember one... watching Flair wrestling a very young Sting at the first Clash of the Champions. Yes. And the ones and that he had with Wahoo McDaniels, those were incredible. Yeah. Uh, I remember Flair, you know, vividly feuding with Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Yep. Of course, and the Four Horsemen. Um, and then, you know, you got to the 90s. I, I watched the pay-per-view in 1992 when Flair won the Rumble to win the title. That was good. Uh, that was that's my that's easily the best Royal Rumble ever. Yep, by far, in my opinion, by far. That was a good one. That was yeah, that was a really good one, and and a lot of that had to do with the commentary from Bobby Heenan, who was hilarious. But um, uh, 
Yeah, Flair. I mean, then in the nineties, remember he came back to WCW and yeah, again, and then again they put the belt on him. He beat Vader, who was a huge bad guy at the yeah, time. I love that match, Starcade. That was uh, they took place December the twenty seventh. That was when Starcade. They started moving Starcade from Thanksgiving Day to a later date, and that one took place. Yeah. God, I I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but I think that took place in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know it was in 1993, but I can't, yeah, I can't remember where it Yeah, 93, and I, I know it took place December the 27th, because I remember watching it. I, I I don't remember if it was Charlotte, North Carolina, but uh, I remember all the guys that came behind him to congratulate him after he won that one. It was a big match. He knew he had a, well, Ric Flair was a master of selling the big moment. The thing about Flair, too, is, is like when he was in WWE in 92, or he, he went to WWE in late 91. Won the title in early 92. And for me, like, to me, it just didn't, because I mean, I'd watched him so much on TBS, it didn't seem like he fit in at, at the time. I don't think he did. No. And plus, everybody thought at WrestleMania 8, it was going to be Hogan versus Flair. But uh, something happened, and they just made it into a double main event where you had a, Really good match between Flair and Savage, and then a really terrible, awful match against Ho- with Hogan and Sid. Well, Sid Vicious, but he was billed as Sid Justice. Yeah, 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 Sid Justice. But the match of the night, uh, as far as wrestling went, was uh, was Flair and uh, Savage. Well, you also had uh, Bret Hart and Rowdy Roddy Piper on that. That, that on was that a good one. That too, was a good so. one. That was a good one because Roddy. But Piper. the Flair, but yeah, the Flair Savage match was really good. <laughs> Um, it was, you know, Flair, you know, when he went back to WCW, I just kind of felt like he came home a little bit. But then when he did come back, all of a sudden the, you know, dynamic changes and then Hogan comes in and then in his first match beats Flair at a pay-per-view. Yeah, for the belt. Yeah, I thought that was lame as hell. Hated it. Hated it. But Flair loved it. He wanted it. Flair wanted it. Yeah, I know he did, but I just... I just hated it because you're like, okay, Hulk Hogan's here. I saw this, you know, six, seven years ago. Yeah, I think about 94, summer 94, when Hogan came in, I mean, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, you know, don't don't mess with your neighbor's wife, whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, say your <laughs> you prayers, eat, I mean, eat your I vitamins. Done, I was done with all that, you know. I mean, I was digging Flair as champ, and then Hogan comes in, and then, of course, Bischoff really takes over, and then Nitro, and NWO, and then that whole ordeal, and Flair was basically kind of pushed out. So, and uh, so... And I did watch the WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels where that was supposed to be his last match, his farewell. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. And it was such a very well done farewell. Like, I could not picture someone's retirement to go as big and as grand as Flair's did. Yeah, that was a dandy. I mean, 75,000 people all there watching you in your final match at a WrestleMania. Come on, man. With Jay... We have finally come to this short episode, and we still did like 40 minutes, even though we were trying to do a short episode. Oh, man, we're good. This is what happens when you have fun, yeah. <laughs> we start talking about Ric Flair. and uh, So we got Buckets of Blood coming up October uh-huh. 14. 
We got Halloween have. ends, man. Halloween so, ends. Hey, do you think this is gonna be as good as Top Gun Maverick? Because that's been a, you know that's so, been my favorite movie so far this year. <laughs> the Thriller and Haddonfield. Um, you know, for horror, this is definitely gonna be big because it's the last time that we see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis playing the Laurie Strode. I think this is all about Jamie Lee because the Boogeyman. But, and I, the Boogeyman but I guarantee you, this will not be the last time we see Michael Myers. No, I think that's an American uh, uh, classic. He's just uh, the, the the granddaddy of Boogeyman's and, and slashers yeah. in this country, and it's it's. As long as, you know, he terrifies people and people pay their money to go see him, they're going to put him out there. And uh, we can only hope that the right people put him out there. We shall see. And I hope the movie is going to be good. And you know they're going to be having, you know, between now and October, they're going to be releasing another trailer or two. So... We, no, I don't. Th I don't think they're gonna. Do you think they're gonna release another trailer, or they're gonna keep on going with this one because there's so much that they cannot give you before getting. I think this was just a teaser. I think we'll get at least one more. One more trailer. Yeah, I think we'll get one more that kind of shows some of the other characters in the movie. I wonder uh, who mixes this trailer and puts it together because I mean he's got a hell of a task. Just getting well, it approved. Well, think about it. Halloween Kills, we had that one teaser trailer for like a year. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that this one, maybe we don't get another one because... I'm it, thinking we'll get one more probably probably beginning of next month, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. That's right. We're September. Once September rolls around, we're talking 40-some days. Uh, no, man. Guess where I'm going to be the first weekend of September, Labor Day weekend. I'm going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi. On vacation. Huh? On vacation. Oh, man, going to the southern capital, gambling capital of the world. Oh, you're going to a riverboat? No, man. Biloxi is like a mini Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Never so, been there. Too hot for well, me. So me and my two buddies, Arthur and Matt, um... We are. We've already got a place to stay for two nights, and then we're driving to New Orleans that Sunday. Oh, now we you're have talking. Tickets because we have tickets to the LSU Florida State football game. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking, Jay. So that, and then that Monday morning we'll drive back from New Orleans back to Atlanta. With a headache. Feeling like shit, more than likely, yeah. Yeah, you got to stop at Brothers Gas Station and get some of that good old fried food, and you'll be back to normal in no time. Shoot. Nah. nah. I can't do fried food like that. Bro, man. but I'm you're going to need it after anymore. drink, after after a big night of drinking in New Orleans. Brothers mm. Gas Station, piece of catfish, some white bread, or some fried shrimp, and some crowdats, and you're ready to go. That's true, too. New Orleans is one of, drive back to Atlanta from there. Man, so. New Orleans is one of the greatest places on earth. I couldn't live never there. Never been, so I'm excited. Oh, you never been there? Uh-uh. Oh, bro, that's that's just, I'm telling you, they got the gas station, they call them brothers, and they got the best fried food in New Orleans. You go to any gas station, and it's like walking into a restaurant. Like, yeah, we're not we talking got, about uh, little hot dogs or none of that stuff. They got real food in all their gas stations. Yeah, my boy Arthur's from there, and he talks about it all the time. Man, one of the greatest places in the United States of America. You're going to have a blast. Love me some New Orleans. Music everywhere. I mean, it's just good people. It's just a good place, man. Good vibes. Heck, heck yeah. I'm looking forward to me. I've never been to Biloxi either. So Big we'll shout see out how we make out. 
big shout out to the people of New Orleans. Big yeah, shout man. out. Love I hate song. your I hate your fucking Saints team, but New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> they always win every time they come over here. They whip our ass. They whip oh, the Panthers' ass. Freaking Saints! I can't stand them. Man, oh, the radio announcers around here call them the Swamp People. Who New Orleans? Yeah. Oh man, this is crazy. So so Jay, let's wrap it up and go home. Well, I'm already home. Yeah, home. I, we originally planned a condensed version, but you know, you know the way we get going, and hopefully, everybody at home enjoyed it. Yeah, Halloween ends. I'm looking forward to it in October. Until then, I will watch the movie trailer on YouTube about a thousand times in the next two weeks. Uh, I can't wait, and I'm also getting ready to sit down tonight to watch the new Elvis movie. By the way, so but well, I love I, Batman. It was a good show. I've great seen show. it. I've seen a great movie. Good deal. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, you're going to like it. You're really going to like this one. So, folks, for the great Jay Landerman, I am Pablo Rojo, promising you that we are going to be doing in the future, October 16, the latest, maybe even the same day, maybe October 14, if we go see it on the same day, we'll be talking about the thriller in Haddonfield as Laurie Strode takes on Michael Myers for one last showdown. So for the great Jay Lenderman, I am Pat Rojo with my days counted until December 15, letting everybody know out there, stay safe, folks. Take care.